Finding your perfect home was hard, but thanks to Burrow, furnishing it has never been easier. Burrow's easy-to-assemble modular sofas and sectionals are made from premium, durable materials, including stain and scratch-resistant fabrics. So they're not just comfortable and stylish, they're built to last. Plus, every single Burrow order ships free right to your door. Right now, get 15% off your first order at burrow.com ACAST. That's 15% off at burrow.com ACAST. Okay, Sport of Time, uh, episode 359. No preamble today. None. It's not happening. We are going to get right down to business. John, I asked you to do some homework, some prep work. I'm curious if you can give us a list. I'm sure you've put so much time into it, considering I texted you 25 minutes ago. Uh, a list of most hopeless local franchises. I think we're going to go, is it most hopeless to least hopeless? Is that the order you were planning to go in? We can definitely go that way. Okay. I, I think I, I that'll put the Timberwolves last, which I, I think is going to be good for everybody might, else. Might be good on the podcast. Last Stu, Stu and chicken are here. We preambles I, aside, we should know that <laughs> Stu and chicken are both here. God, we should. We're I, all here. I assume that that's the, the, how it always is. And it's not at all. No, this is incredible. It's there's so many people in this Zoom window right now. I'm yeah. I'm distracted. We're at capacity, and, half, and a half of us are dressed up for work and stuff. So that's throwing me off even more. Uh-huh. It's very, it's very professional today. I don't know what's going on. Anyway, that's right. the the helpful thing is that I did this like a month ago. So oh. I'm gonna just I'm gonna I'm gonna just sort of use it as the basis, and we're gonna go from there. I think I think it may have changed a little bit in, in the intervening in the intervening weeks here, but we might as well start with the Minnesota wild who a month ago were the most forlorn franchise in town. I thought, and since then they fired their coach, but they're, they're playing better. They've won six out of eight or something like that. But at the same time, they're running out of people in the front office because they keep getting fired. So are they, uh, are they back in the hunt, John? Well, everybody's in, it's yeah. I don't know. Okay. I don't even know where they are in the standings. I'm I'm not totally sure, but it was early enough in the season that they weren't completely out of it yet. And I think they were always better than their record was. I mean, at one point they were five and fourteen or something like that for the year. And what mostly has happened, not entirely, but mostly has happened since they got a new coach, is that their goaltenders have started playing better. Like Phil Phil Gustafson was really good last year. And then was really terrible to start the year, and now has been pretty good again since the coach got fired. So, so it's all out of spite. You think he's just yeah, he's I, a spite tender, just goaltender spite, or you know the the more the the probably true thing is that goaltenders are crazy people, and who the heck knows? Like one day, Evan like Everson forgot to text Philip Gustafson on his birthday, and he's just held a grudge <laughs> since then, or something like that. That's that's just goalies for you, but. I, I'm, I was at I was at the game last night. It was mm. they played okay. They weren't great. Um, they both of their best two defensemen are hurt, but they pulled out a win anyway. Which you know you gotta. It's a little bit like the Wolves winning without Jaden McDaniel's and Ant. Like that's that's a good win, no matter who they're playing. Right, right. Um, I just looked it up. By the way, twenty eight percent playoff probability. Yeah, I mean <laughs> they were pretty far down, but. They're also they're not in a great division either, and one of the teams ahead of them is Nashville, which can't keep being good for the rest of this year. So we'll see. Oh, friends. John, if you were at the game last night, um, were you verbally assaulted by any front office? Many times. Or? How much Many abuse did you suffer? I figured. I just want to. I want to say our to our to our good friend and longtime listener Matt. We won't ask you any questions. Just <laughs> blink twice if you're okay. We're here if you need us. Yes, we, always we can get we, we can get you out. But why would Just, anyone yell at Matt for anything? I don't for know. Any it would be so weird. So <laughs> weird. Why are you yelling at him? <laughs> yelling at a Saint Bernard? What's, don't yell? <laughs> why? Oh, no. do anything wrong? <laughs> Even Bill Guerin would be like, "Whoa, whoa, whoa! Let's back <laughs> Let's off." Matt. Just relax yeah. here. Maybe we, the other guy said something not quite that nice to our friend Matt and Bill Garrett yeah, abused that, that guy on behalf of our friend Matt. It's the only thing that makes any sense. That makes perfect sense to me, actually. Yeah. No, I mean, for for those who have not been following the Wild Story, this week they fired their assistant GM, who was like their cap guy and negotiated a lot of their entry-level contracts and that stuff. They, 
I, I should say they mutually agreed to part ways. I'm making finger quotes. People can't see me except for the people on this podcast, but they mutually agreed to part ways. But it's it seems clear from Michael Russo's reporting that there was an investigation and at the end of which this guy got fired. We don't know what he did. It could be you know, any number of things and it's worthless to speculate, but they certainly didn't want to fire this guy. And at <laughs> at going into it, I don't think he knew that he was going to get fired. So who knows what that guy did. But then as they were doing that, there was another investigation going on of Bill Guerin, who apparently verbally assaulted the team's director of operations. And I, I said this in in a text to you guys last night, but we're talking about a guy who's been around a pro hockey team for 10 years. And what you would have to say to that guy to get him to go to HR is absolutely, I it's, it had to have been the filthiest thing ever said out loud in the English language. It's gotta be some super cool new verbal abuse that we hadn't even heard of before. Like it hadn't been invented. Like it's gotta be a new form of abuse. Bill Guerin is definitely, he's heard. Mm-hmm. He he's pushing he's pushing the boundaries of what is possible in the in the verbal profanity space in the verbal abuse space mm-hmm. for sure because I cannot I cannot imagine what was said but I or maybe finally that guy just had enough and was like listen I I work here I don't have to take this just repeated just continued I mean maybe I mean I'm a dumbass in marketing and even I cannot fathom ever having somebody say something to me so bad that I go, I mean, it's fine that he did good, good job, bud. that's, that's yeah. good. But I don't understand what possibly could have been the subject matter. Cause I, I don't think it was like, um, Brian Bellis. Maybe it was Brian Bellis. What's the subject matter? <laughs> yeah. He was being a real superstar and, uh, yeah. things progressed from there. Tit-fuck. Sorry. Tit-fuck. Sorry. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> that's all I can think of is like Shorzy and the Brian Bellows clip. That's all I can think about with this. <laughs> It's like, what's worse than that? And it's really hard to come up with anything like John said. Yeah. the I mean, it because it wasn't threats, right? If it's like a, if it's a personal threat, that's different than like a, a abuse, maybe like, I don't, I don't, I don't know. Or you just I, get how, sick of it after maybe he's like been doing it for 10 years and you're just like, okay, I've, I finally have had enough and I've told you to, I don't, I, okay. I, and also it's I, worth pointing out here that the team cleared Garen of the complaint, correct? Well, he's not getting fired. Yeah, it didn't. It didn't rise to a fireable offense, to use the language of the report. So, just and, to, if they were just going to use regular language, it'd be we have decided it was actually not that bad. It was, yes. it was bad, I, but it wasn't that bad. I didn't get the sense. Maybe I'm reading. Maybe maybe I'm reading the report wrong. But I didn't get the sense that he didn't do anything. That this was an entirely baseless accusation. I think it was. It seemed to be more like you shouldn't do that. We're not going to fire you, but just, you shouldn't do that. That's not, not how good. people should behave. Do you think that we're ever going to find out what he said? Yeah. yeah. I, oh, I, okay. I'm so I've excited. Been, now. I've, been, I've been checking at some point. I, Cause here's the thing. The weirdest thing about um, O'Hearn getting fired, Chris O'Hearn, who was the assistant GM. The weirdest thing was Garen wasn't on the last road trip. And as it turned out, it was all because of this investigation. He wasn't on this last road trip. He wasn't answering he wasn't answering texts when usually he's very accessible. He was supposed to be at some team event. He wasn't at the team event. It was like a public event with fans and he had his, his wife was there making excuses and they sent a couple of hmm. uh, players in his place and stuff like that. It was, it was weird how off the map he was, which is why <laughs> they fired the assistant GM and there was no information about it. And it's been even weirder because Garrett hasn't talked yet. At some point, Garrett's going to have to talk. Well, and also right the now, other guy, the uh, the accuser, is still on the team, so they have to work together still. Weird. Correct? That's weird. Yeah, that's weird. It's super weird. Yeah, that's going to be real... really fucking awkward. You would think so. And that's why, I, like I, Chicken said, that it'll probably come out just because. I mean, well, now Bill Guerin knows, like, it's, he there's can... the internet. There'll be something. It'll come out. But now Bill Guerin knows exactly what he can say and it not get fired. So now There's he's just going to like, well, I know exactly what I, there. if I don't go beyond yeah. this, I think I'm golden. I called you a tit fucker every day for five years. I know for a fact I can continue calling you that. Oh. <laughs> this is, this 
right here. This line of reasoning is why Brandon keeps getting thrown out of ch- children's sports events. <laughs> we Listen. established. So I was in the third here. inning, I called you a poltroon, and you didn't do anything. There's a precedent now here. here in the pal. fifth inning, all of a sudden, it's a problem. Oh, now it's bad. Run sure. So this director of operations guy has been around for a while and I was sitting here trying to think, is there something that's happened to the wild that would be director of operations related lately that was public? So meaning like if you're John would recall this, I'm guessing the others won't Brandon, Stu, you won't, but John, do you remember, I think it was in Montreal when the wilds, equipment all caught on fire yes yes <laughs> the, they, yeah. they had all their trucking no. and equipment and there's there's a torch that they used to do something with i don't I, it's melting uh, tape you, on well i was back in the like day that. my the guess is the torch was related to um the curve on your stick and yeah. like, uh, attachment on, you used to melt the glue on your blade so it would attach to like the aluminum shaft. yeah that's right so so they had this equipment truck and somebody threw the hot torch into the back and they got part of the way where they were going and i think they pulled over they got to the rink and they opened the back and all of the equipment was on fire <laughs> i'm not saying that's the direct andrew heights responsibility but but like <laughs> the next couple of days after that happened if he had been fired he'd be like yeah all right i'm not saying it's right i'm just saying it's understandable so you um, think he's just show. been motherfucking him in the office I don't, for well, weeks afterwards? One. Like, oh, look, it's the dumbest motherfucker who ever lived again. Walking in. Uh, you're still here, <laughs> the huh? The only other one was Kaprizov. Remember when, like, he couldn't get back into America? Right. Like, he tried to go to Dubai and they wouldn't let him out of Dubai weird to get into America. Shit and everybody's like, why? why can't, just get him back. Like, what the fuck's going on? Get him back here. And he couldn't like that. And then if this guy had been fired like two days after that. Then yeah. again, I'm not saying it would be right, but at least people would go, ah, okay, there that's the wrong. Sure. Now they just got back from where were they? Sweden. Finland? Sweden? Sweden. But whatever. I don't give a shit. Europe. <laughs> one um, of them countries. One of those countries up north of overseas. There. Exactly. Um, hanging out with Johnny Foreigner. Did we hear anything about there? Like, did they leave? Like, uh, Matt, like if they had left Matt, Matt Boldy, like, uh, fucking home alone, like left him back and play, yeah, whoopsie, we forgot Boldy. Ooh, no. we forgot. Oh, okay. Andrew Hank gets fired. I get it, but I don't, I didn't hear about anything over there, like, remarkable. Maybe it was something that happened over there, and like, Russo just hasn't said yet because it was part of an investigation, so that's why maybe Russo to- was involved. Well, I don't. Russo wasn't on the trip, but well, maybe he was. I don't know. Uh, but does Garen not have firing rights of this guy? Is that what we're saying? And so he was just so like, I can't get rid of this guy, but he is a moron, and I will let him know it every single day. And after a while, when when things aren't understandable, there's obviously a giant puzzle piece missing. That that's something mm-hmm. we all know. So we're there's obviously a big piece of information we don't know. But what could I will be? say? I will say this: when it when it came out that Bill Guerin was verbally abusing people who worked for him. At no point was I like, oh, man, that doesn't seem like. No, that adds up. (laughs) Not my bill. Uh, Not my bill. No. I. It's like when we have an explicit note on iTunes. It's like, oh, yeah. yeah, Yeah. (laughs) Oh, that tracks. Well, if the assistant GM hadn't been fired, this would simply be uh, he, he yelled at a guy. And he took it too far, and there was an investigation, but he didn't get fired. But the assistant GM got fired in the meantime by Bill Guerin. So I don't know. It's like a whole game of clue. The guy who runs your cap, yep. your salary cap, is a very yeah. important Rob job. Rob Brzezinski, basically. Yeah. yeah and you like, don't just have someone who can walk in and do that either. No, that's, that's an important gig. For the team, mm-hmm. maybe in yep. all of professional sports, that's most impacted currently yeah. by the cap. <laughs> Name another team in in all four of the major professional sports. No more impact. It's than it's the wild. There literally, there literally have been days this year that the Wild have been like, no lie, like five dollars under the cap. That's they had the the puppies. They had to like put the puppies on LTIR. Couldn't afford yeah. them. Cap room. They had to like put the puppies out on fucking Kellogg <laughs> Avenue. They couldn't even be in the stadium. Couldn't afford them. Get under the cap. Had to go. Puppies are out behind cassettes eating fucking dumpster crusts, <laughs> pizza crusts. Uh, 
then they fired Chris Orman. That's not true. I made that part up about the puppies. Don't I don't want PETA. Okay. (laughs) Again, again coming at us. Last thing I need again. (laughs) So that's the wild, the most hopeless. Well, they're just they played better. That's the whole thing. The on ice product has been better since they fired Everson. Because they've been spite, yep. they've been you know spite skating. I know that's not a real thing. Don't yep. don't fact check it. it. Might be, but, but yeah. I mean, part of, part of the thing is here. I think the real most hopeless team right now is probably Minnesota United. But I'm we couldn't start the podcast with a ten minute Marthaler monologue. Thank you. <laughs> Appreciate that. You've been looking that, at the analytics. You know, yeah. That comes <laughs> that comes in the second half when it's only Wade and our friend Matt that are listening anymore. When we get down to the real diehards, that's when we can throw that in. But you can't start with that. Okay, so Chicken, do you take issue with this uh, ranking order of the Wild? Hmm. I think the only other one would be... Oh, I don't know who else it would be. Mm-hmm. Um, hopeless is... Is gopher football in the discussion or since they're amateurs, not? Oh, that's a good. That's a good that's question. The only one I, I can was, think of that I is. I was just ranking pro teams. Pro teams. I was just gotcha. ranking pro yeah. teams, but and I also think it's short term, like long term hopeless. It's the Timberwolves. Like I, I, look, <laughs> yeah, I know that true. you guys are one hundred percent. I mean, come on. If we're talking, we talking over, how on earth can I argue guys, against that? Guys, in the on. fullness of time, the Timberwolves are the most hopeless. No, not right now. Sure. Not right this minute, but December over 15th. the rest of our lifetimes. December definitely 18th, the Timberwolves. They're, they're number one. It's pretty likely they're not going to make yeah. it to Sunday without being <laughs> back. <laughs> best, even odds at best. That's why we're recording it right now. That's, uh, I don't take it. No, currently they're... Okay. Until we find out what the hell's going on with them with the front office and um, there's just so much turmoil, which mm-hmm. for whatever reason, I, I don't know. It just seems odd. Um, we love you, Matt. I'm sorry. What's Stu? <laughs> I said, we love you, Matt. Just <laughs> We do love you, Matt. Matt. We, <laughs> people can help Matt. Just Stay let strong. us know. All right. Next up, John. All right. I do. I do want to say if we're including College teams go for football by far the most oh. hopeless. They have yeah, no hope. They're, they're the hope fucked. is over. Yeah. Their hope, the era they're... of hope is gone. Well, that that's so little hope that you kind of have to reframe what hope might even look like in their context. Yeah. A good year for go for football is now finishing in the single digit numbers in the Big Ten. Like if they finish ninth, that's a great year for go for football. It would be incredible. Best for possible us. year. Yeah. It's terrible. I hate it. Yeah. Thanks. <laughs> Thanks a lot, college football. I hate it. <laughs> um, number two. So, like I said, the second most hopeless, uh, hopeless team that I had on my list was Minnesota United. And I'll just, you know, mm-hmm. you guys can just ignore me for three minutes. The reason they're the most hopeless is they fired their coach, who was also their general manager. And the new one, they've hired somebody, but he hasn't actually started yet. He was in England. He was working for a third division team in England. And... They hired him, but they weren't going to hire him, hire him until he could somehow be done with that job. Um, I will say that in the interim, his team got disqualified from a competition over there because they filed their paperwork wrong and used an ineligible player. So that's a good sign. Um, but they're, they're Sounds new, like they need a director of operations. Yeah, well, <laughs> Wait, they're, they're John, do they have a... So they're hiring the GM... Is this guy going to be their GM or their coach or both? Their GM. He's going to be their GM, Are not their president? coach. He, he, no. They have a CEO. Just, well, they have the owner, Bill McIntyre. Yeah, they have, the, they have the owner. They have a former Best Buy executive named Sherry Ballard, who's their Sherry CEO. Ballard. Yep. And she's great. she is, she is, she is, she's not really the public face, but she's sort of the, 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 the who you'd call the president, the Dave St. Peter. Of mm-hmm. the Loons organization. Um, and then they have technically the next person would be the the GM. We're gonna say GM because I don't want to say chief soccer officer because that's just a stupid way to refer like to anybody. It. I agree. Mm-hmm. It's like you know, now nobody nobody's the GM in basketball anymore. They're all the president of basketball operations or something stupid like that. It's just a stupid way. General manager, it's fine. Yep. We've used this term it's for fine. a thousand years, it's fine. The head boss. So anyway. They're hiring this. They're hiring this new um, general manager 
whose name is Khalid Elamine. It's not, but oh. you might as well just say Khalid Elamine because everybody who grew up in the 1990s in Minnesota is just going to keep accidentally saying Khalid Elamine. So love it, good pull. Um, so, we don't do two week notices in this industry. You can't just go. No, hey, apparently, you, it, the thing is, you do, but for some reason, Minnesota was so respectful of third division English soccer that they just couldn't they couldn't leave Barnsley FC without a without a CEO. That would have been wrong. Karma. And you you just can't do that. And the, so the Barm the Barmsley gods, you don't want them Barnsley. coming to you. His, his last day we should we we should congratulate Khalid Alamaya because today's his last day with Barnsley. I assume they're having cake right now. Maybe you know a few <laughs> room temperature a uh, few room temperature lagers, bitters. There are a few bitters. Oh yeah. Being probably nine o'clock at Barnsley. There. Yeah. But <laughs> you know, and the other thing is He's not starting until after until he gets his visa in January. And I just got to say that I like having the holidays off, too. But MLS preseason starts like a month from now. And it seems. Seems like we're going a little slow with this whole hiring a new GM thing, because the new GM was supposed to hire the new coach. But they've already announced that the interim coach who was on the previous coach's staff is going to be the interim coach into next season, whether that means into next preseason or whether that means he's still going to be coaching when the season starts. They just seem to have sort of given up on like the first half of next year. And I don't know why you would do that. It all does sound very hopeless, John. You're you're really painting the... It makes no sense to me. Mm -mm. So they're in a pretty pretty hopeless spot right now. Have they watched Ted Lasso, John? (laughs) No, um, because you can get I, a coach who will be there on day one. They're everywhere. NDSU's, co- NDSU's coach football Kansas. coach, NDSU's football coach has already moved on to take a job at USC, so they can't oh, have okay. him. But okay. I assume that's who they were looking at, which is why they've just announced that the interim guy is continuing to next year. Because uh, I've forgotten the name of NDSU's Craig Bowl. Is he still there? No, that can't be uh, right. Chris Kleiman, uh, Easton Stick, Easton Stick. <laughs> I don't know. How, uh, how, how is there ever a human being named Easton Stick? <laughs> it's hard to say, John. <laughs> how do these things happen? It's always anyway. good to name your kid a name when you announce it. Everybody bursts out laughing at your in your face, <laughs> like they had to have. There's nobody's like, oh. Yeah. oh when cool. people's reaction is to laugh and go, no, seriously, what's like, his no. name? That that would be funny if right you there. did that. Yeah. Okay, John. Who's right. mo- who else? Uh, Next on the list, again, not a big topic of conversation on this podcast usually, but the next one on my list was the Minnesota Lynx, just because Mm -hmm. there's so many, there's really good teams in the WNBA right now, like super teams, Las Vegas and New York and all these teams. And then Minnesota is not one of these super teams, but they also did the Minnesota Wild thing where they made the playoffs anyway, despite not being all that good. And we hate that here. (laughs) So... They are not going to get one of the top draft picks next year. You know, Caitlin Clark or Paige Becker or Angel Reese, all these fairly famous women's basketball players at this point. They're not going to get one of these players in the draft next year. God damn so it. They're just Why? they're sort of in the middle there. Why didn't so... they tank for one of these players? Chicken has been on this from the get go. Yep. We got these amazing, the three incredible, famous, awesome basketball it was, players. It was so important that even Chicken was out there publicly promoting a tank job. Do we have to but, do everything around here? I'm just yeah. I'm the ideas guy. I can't be the implementation guy too. Just one man. That's right. There's a visionary and an implementer. You can't have both. You mm-hmm. you don't want to be both. The visionary is just out here cooking up the ideas. The people where who are actually implementing the vision, that's where we've fallen down here for the well, let me take let's take a quick step back. Khalid El Amin, you know where he went to college, John? I'm doing some research on him right now. Uh, mm-hmm. University of Wisconsin, Milwaukee. Yes, that's he true. went to University oh, of Wisconsin, boy. Milwaukee. Oh my Funny. God. And we got him out of the he... country, which is what we've been trying to do for most of these Wisconsinites, and then we we bring him back. Because <laughs> you know what, that great relationship con- Minnesota has with Wisconsin. It's not like they haven't <laughs> been trying to destroy our sports teams successfully. I will add. <laughs> Very yeah, it's worked. The Minnesota Wild have it. been destroyed for a generation thanks to the actions of people from Wisconsin. So, mm-hmm. oh, can I can I do a quick sidebar on Wisconsin of uh, subterfuge? Yes. Yep. 
um john mm-hmm. and actually uh chickens um the gopher football team lost their d coordinator to michigan state joe mm-hmm. rossi correct mm-hmm. would it be wise for the gophers to consider hijacking um the guy who was the interim coach at wisconsin uh jim leonard as their defensive coordinator as reverse sabotage because he was like supposed to get the Wisconsin job, and they hired the dude from Cincinnati to be their head coach. Mm. And I do like Jim Leonard is like a he's like a legend in Madison. Like I he like was a, the vengeance side. I the do vengeance side comes back. Yeah. I like the the uh, Liam Neeson and Taken side. Like the yes. the guy that's got the chip, right? The, yeah, he has the skills and the chip. Yeah. John Wick on their sure. ass. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I know it's going to be a rough. It's going to be rough sledding next year, but that might be a way to like make the season yeah. interesting. Just to you know, get the axe back next year is probably a really good goal for that team to have. I and like that. I, I, I like the idea that instead of trying to you just set being good to one side in terms of goals for go for football yep. and take all of this NIL stuff and the Dinky Town Athletes Collective or whatever, their entire focus, laser focus should be on tampering with as many athletes from Wisconsin and Iowa as Thank possible. Just try to ruin mm-hmm. those programs yes. through whatever subterfuge they can. Yes. I, I agree with this, actually. Yeah. I can't important. remember if Rocket um, suggested that to me or if Derek Carahan suggested that to me, but one of you two, I've brought it up yep. now so I can comfortably be quiet again. So carry on. <laughs> oh, it's so yeah, I mean, that does remind I, I thought of this this week when Bill Guerin was in trouble. I thought I really want to know exactly what he said so I can find out if it's better or worse than the things that Rocket says to me like <laughs> once a week. <laughs> like, I don't know if there's an HR for group text, but if there is. I got to report Rocket. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay, links. That's good. Very good. Yep. All right. Number four, the twins. The twins are number four because mm-hmm. <laughs> this is mm-hmm. just last week. The Dodgers signed one player that's going to make more than half the Twins roster is going to make. Two Shohei Otanis equals one Minnesota Twins franchise. So the their ownership, I, I, I hate to be a spend some money poll ads kind of guy because whatever. Then the Twins do have some young guys that are worth getting excited about. But at the same time, they had a good year. They finally got off the playoff night. They finally got some positive vibes going. And ownership's response to this was not like, you know what? We saved a lot of money when Terry Ryan was the GM and wouldn't pay anybody more than $50 a week. We should take some of that money that we saved and sort of apply it forward to <laughs> the good vibes that we got going on here. And instead, what happened is, like, it was like the week after they were out of the playoffs. I don't think the World Series had even started mm-hmm. when they sent their chief baseball officer out and were like, you know what? We are not going to no pay money. anybody anything. <laughs> we're going to trade as many guys as we can. pockets inside out showing everybody. Yeah. <laughs> <Freaking, laughs> looking for a community chest distribution. <laughs> Monopoly ass motherfucker. Yep. <laughs> I don't got it. So, <laughs> well, and they don't even need to like spend that much. No, right? we're not like, talking they're already going like, to be pretty good no matter what. They got all these really good, as you said, young guys. They just need a couple, like two really good starters or like one good starter and one good mm-hmm. bat or something. Because otherwise they can work well, around the, the margins is, for I mean, the rest of it. One of the guys, one of the names that was mentioned was uh, Tyler Glassnow of Tampa Bay. And he's currently a Los Angeles Dodger. So they traded him instead because Los Angeles had more to offer. So, um, the whole thing is the Twins are supposed to be trading for those frontline starters, but uh, they're, they're, that path seems to be like narrowing for them. The whole thing is trading like your chips to rebuild that rotation and have a frontline starter for the playoffs. And if those guys are going away, I don't know what the fuck you're going to do, man. I mean, like John said, I mean, they, they've got a pretty good, they're in a pretty good spot, but their path to making that spot get better is vanishing with a quickness right now. They definitely like right now, Lopez, Joe Ryan, Bailey Ober, Chris Paddock, and Louis Varland is their, their five man staff. Yeah. A lot of question marks already. And that's with perfect health. 
Mm-hmm. It's one. It's another one of those things again where you really have to. That can win the central, but what are you going to do after that? They ran into that yeah. the last two decades. Everyone yeah. seems to have sort of collectively decided, like, all right, Chris Paddock, who wasn't that great, he wasn't a Cy Young no, or anything, and he's coming off of fourteen arm surgeries or whatever. And somehow the collective thing has been like, oh yeah, Chris Paddock's their number two starter. He and threw eight good pitches. I think that carries a lot of weight. John is that his nickname is the Cowboy. Oh wait, I didn't know that. <laughs> yeah. Because he like wears a hat or something, I don't know. Perhaps I always think yeah, he's a little bit of a goofball. Yeah, crazy I, as a pitcher. Was... Finding your perfect home was hard, but thanks to Burrow, furnishing it has never been easier. Burrow's easy to assemble modular sofas and sectionals are made from premium, durable materials, including stain and scratch resistant fabrics. So they're not just comfortable and stylish; they're built to last. Plus, every single Burrow order ships free right to your door. Right now, get 15% off your first order at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's 15% off at burrow.com slash ACAST. I always think of, I think we had an episode titled Paddock at the Disco after the Twins traded for <laughs> that's him. That's the best so that's what title we've ever had. Disco. Like us. High far. Uh-huh. Huh. Yeah, I don't know. I'm, I'm worried. I, you wouldn't have thought that they would be there. Third, third place? Is it what we're calling it? I have concerns. I have the same. Okay, John. I think we have, how many how many teams do we have left? Do we have two left? Uh, three sort of. Three uh, sort of. Hold on. Hmm. I got, okay. Well, one of them hasn't started playing yet. That's the women's hockey team, but they're pro team. <laughs> they actually have. <laughs> we'll take your word for it, John. <laughs> I did not see that one coming. I since, was so like, oh I my wrote, god! What? Since I wrote this. At the time, they didn't have a schedule or any place to play for sure. Now they have a <laughs> schedule and a place to play, so it's hard to it's hard to really include them. We can just sort of set them to one side. Uh, next, next, there's two left. One of them is the Vikings, who I think, if anything, have gotten more hopeless since I was talking about this in November, only because things were great for a second there with Josh Dobbs. Like after they beat New Orleans, and even the first half of the Denver game, it was like wow, this is really working out well. And since then, it's like, wow, this is really going poorly. Like, like very ex- exceptionally poorly, even for Vikings backup quarterbacks. Yeah. Yeah, I'm surprised you have them here. They seem pretty hopeless to me. Yeah, well, again, we were just using this That's, list they're all a hopeless. month ago. Yeah, right. As, okay. Uh, but they're all some version of hopeless. As Chicken pointed out, overall, the Timberwolves are hopeless. Right now... They're on the bottom of this list. But if you were going to make an overall list and say, all right, I want to stretch the time horizon out for the next 15 years. Mm-hmm. Timberwolves are number one every time. The Timberwolves are completely days. hopeless. 15 <laughs> days. You're not making it to New Year's. Fucking, you, you put your hat on, you have a little... <laughs> that's the only celebration you're getting. Because by New Year's, it's going to be a disaster. <laughs> New Year's I... Eve is just going to be me and Brandon sitting there with the, you know, our little party hats on and just the saddest dad bands ever play, like nothing but the national playing in the background (laughs) as we just sit and contemplate how. Remember those 11 days? (laughs) (laughs) Okay. uh, Back to the Vikings or let's stick with the Vikings. Yes. Josh Dobbs turned into a pumpkin faster than at least Josh Freeman had the good, had the decency to just suck immediately. So we didn't, he didn't offer us any false promise. That was bad. It got so bad so quickly, and yeah. it's now just over. But my question for you is, Nick Mullins, I believe, is starting. Why isn't yeah. the other guy starting? Jaron Hall? Jaron Hall. The, is, he's, I know he's like... Um, my guess a, is if they were not in the playoff picture, Jaron Hall would be starting, but they are mm-hmm. like this five or six seed right now. So, yeah, they're probably going to try to win. I mean, the positive, and I can't believe John didn't mention this i think he's trying to undercut uh chicken's um bro of the year yeah is that they have Flores. a defense that is just throwing fucking strikes right now uh would you call them swarming they, they, have, a, they have swarming. a swarming d a young swarming d hungry please please quote please quote me that isolate that <laughs> young swarming d um, um they're playing lights out right now i mean i i agree with what they're doing honestly it's like he can run the offense um, he's not going to do, I mean, he's probably the Bob Lee of this team, but 
it's fine. Just take advantage of that defense while you've got it. I mean, he's probably not going to be the coordinator can next year. That? Can you believe yeah. we're saying that? Yeah. Yeah. A year after one year after last season. And <laughs> Donatel, the most checked out DC on planet Earth. <laughs> just Amazing. constantly checking his bank account. I cannot yeah, believe just, that. Openly, so clear, openly reading a tabloid newspaper on the sidelines. <laughs> like everybody else has a play card and he has the weekly world news. Just like, oh. TikToks. Hey, looking at his thumb, turning the page. <laughs> And, and I the personnel is not that much better. The personnel is... I no, mean, no. The personnel is Josh Metellus. Josh Metellus is incredible. NFL MVP, Josh Metellus. And you guys mocked and ridiculed my Brian Flores pick. <laughs> Fucking nothing but ridicule. I listened. I heard it. I think I didn't I hear even it. Know. I heard it. I don't even know if that's true or not. I, <laughs> yeah, my memory is so DeAndre shot. DeAndre Swift like, like, went for 500 yards in week two. I was pretty saucy about saucy. <laughs> Salty, saucy. I like, yeah. I, like to believe, I like to believe that if if you checked like Chicken's computer, there would be all of these unreleased sportive events. Like he's got it labeled like sport of 335, no. where it's just him yeah. imitating all of our voices, <laughs> just yeah. mocking and ridiculing him. Right up here. I got it. Yep. <laughs> Okay, so but I thought Jaron, I didn't see him, but I thought he was good. Like he was fine. I mean, he, how would you know? Yeah, I mean, he played tries, six plays. Man. Yeah. yeah. I mean, okay, fine. Yeah, I, I just I'm always interested more in like what we don't know. Like I think we definitely do know that Nick Mullins is not good. No. Well, I mean, I'm certain if the Vikings are eliminated in the next three weeks, that Jaron Hall will play like the New Year's game against Green Bay and the Week 18 against Detroit. But... And I suppose the. What I'm trying to get after is like, do they for sure need a quarterback next year? Pretty much they do no matter what. He's not going to turn. He's he's 27 years old to begin with. He's not mm-hmm. going to be a Dak Prescott fifth round that comes out of nowhere. And he's a franchise guy. I think they must be fairly. They must be confident enough in that, obviously. Right. Yeah. Well, so maybe I mean, it doesn't really matter. I when they when they finally put him in, I, I can't remember whether I saw this in the preseason or when he was played that first quarter or whatever. But just the fact that you put him in an NFL huddle and he needs like, he has to bring a step stool out to stand on to call the plays. Cause he's such a little guy that worries me about the future. Like, you know, he's got to, he's got to get a piggyback from one of the linemen just so everybody can see him in the huddle. Yeah. It's not good. So I don't, I mean, I don't know how many five foot six quarterbacks have been successful in the NFL, but I think just the one know, Flutie got a serial named after him. That's really about it. <laughs> He would be destroyed four minutes into his first game nowadays, right? That's exactly what happened. They put him in the game and he was destroyed. Yeah. He got hurt in the first quarter. Yeah, right. Okay. All right, fine. I'll stand down my Jaron Hall standing. Uh, I just, I, I do want to say, I want, maybe you guys study the NFL standings more than I do, but I want you to guess how many teams in the NFC are six and seven, one game behind the Vikings. How many five. six and seven teams? Three. Are there? there are five teams, John. I uh, I'm I'm sorry to say, Stu, that's actually low. Somehow, <laughs> there are six <laughs> different. <laughs> there are six different six and seven teams in the NFC right now. The Holy Saints, shit. the Falcons, the Packers, the Rams, the Seahawks, and the Buccaneers all six and seven. I counted that as six. That's, that's incredible. Uh, I mean, they all kind of suck, amazing. but so do we. And I don't know <laughs> that Vikings defense have, though. Vikings have tiebreaker over like all of them. Somehow, oh my gosh, so. and we got the young D. We got the young swarming D, energetic oh. D. I mean, why not? Just... Why the fuck not? We, I, I'm, I'm choosing to like embrace this season just because it's so weird to begin with. They're already they're playing with house house money is what I like to call this type of season, John. I love As that because they're on their 15th goddamn quarterback and they're in the playoff hunt, and the defense can win a game for them. The they shut out a team that scored 63 points last night, John. <laughs> I do. I want to mention about that Vegas game. One of my one of my good friends decided he was going to go to the game because it's in Vegas. And mm-hmm. that's really exciting. Mm-hmm. And he went and it was the worst NFL game of the decade. They won, but it was just depressing. Mm-hmm. He put down a parlay that needed the Timberwolves to finish it off and win him 350 bucks. And then they lost to New Orleans, costing him $350. And then the next day he found out he has COVID. So it was maybe... The Ugh. most Minnesota trip ever yeah, well, to Vegas. Of the th- Lost of, a bunch of money. Of, of the diseases you can acquire in Las Vegas, I was say, COVID's probably one of the better ones. I'm positive. <laughs> yeah, people have gotten worse things there. That's oh, right. yeah. Where'd that kidney go? 
Motherfucker. Uh, okay, so in order for us to stay in this playoff hunt, we got to beat the Bengals this weekend. Stu, what are your thoughts on the uh, Vikes-Bengals matchup? Um, I think it's a winnable game. I mean, they're playing a f- another former Vikings backup, the immortal Jake Browning. Jake Browning was in the Vikings? Yeah, he's the practice squad guy. He was. <laughs> he set like every record on earth at at UW, and then immediately went into you know practice squad mode when he went to the pros. So it's a he looks game. like he's like fine. Yeah. Did he get like three hundred yards passing one game? Yeah, but he's like playing. I mean, okay, he's playing against Brian Flores now, who like. It's it's over. Just feasts on these inexperienced quarterbacks. It is I mean, over. Connell started to cry in the fourth quarter. <laughs> I just felt bad for him. Um, but I mean, um, looking forward though, I mean, we've got like Christmas Eve and New Year's Eve games in Minneapolis that are just yep. going to ruin the holidays if they go south. I think everyone needs to prepare for that. Yes, true. It, I mean, that's they could like really make Christmas and New Year's just kind of like weird and sad. More so than they already are, and you need to like be. You need to prepare yourself for that. Everyone listening, yeah, Wait. we're talking. There's potential Nate Pool levels of Christmas <laughs> readings. Nate yeah, Pool, so they need to prep themselves for this. It could get yeah. sad. So and you want the national weather service? Either of those games, man. Then, then that'll be fun. So, so it's good to have good like stakes coming up so you want them to win this one but that does just set us up for another um even more disappointing christmas eve or new year's eve depending on how they shake out yeah i looked at the line do you want to guess what it uh what it is right now i think bengals minus three yes it's still at three so that's fine just just every every single every single nfl game every week is home team minus three that's yeah. just the line for all NFL games. That's about right. Yeah. If you if you're betting on Nick Mullins, boy, a game started by Nick Mullins or the other way by Joey Browner. What's the name of the guy? <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Nailed Nick it. Browning? You know he did karate. <laughs> strongest <laughs> hands in the NFL. <laughs> Podcasting is a visual medium. <laughs> I when I got that, I told you before when I got that massage down at a resort in Mexico, I had to turn around because I thought the lady was Joey Browner. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't I couldn't tell her how to stop because I don't speak Spanish. I don't like I what's the Just I don't thumbs down. that's faster. Yeah. I don't know the like hey uh, easy. easy ouch 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 ouchy ouch. is ouch American is it universal? I don't know. I I don't know. But it wasn't Joey Los Browner. ouch <laughs> all right L- boys i gotta log off i apologize oh you're gonna miss make sure you listen to the rest of it because we still haven't gotten to your beloved chicken well, the timberwolves are coming up and he's done what yeah. am i getting shit for is it you could the brian flores pick because he can't it's over <laughs> it's it's yeah it's a commanding lead i don't even know where the bros are so all right, boys. I got this one. All right. Have a good one, buddy. See you later. All right. So now we are going to get on to the the main attraction, right? Somehow, I guess, I mean, the least hopeless they des- team. Deservedly in so. They've earned it. They have earned it. I'm so Eight, happy for you right now. Our beautiful team. 18 and 5. Uh, a couple weeks ago, I was looking at my show notes uh, in my notes uh, app that I keep for this. Uh, it's mostly just old stuff. Um, but I was talking about how stable it felt uh, as the timber as being a Timberwolves fan, which is the craziest part of it all. And it just it's still that's still the thing. It's still the vibe. Last night, yeah, I don't they, know if anybody watched the game. They were I turned it on a few minutes late, and I turned it on exactly when they were losing seventeen to two. <laughs> and I was like, oh my god, you know. And so often with Timberwolves games, I don't know about you. I'll just turn it right back off again. Like, I don't give a shit. Yep. Like, if I miss some comeback, it's not going to happen. So, like, why do I even have to watch this team? Uh, yep. But I stuck it out and uh, was handsomely rewarded. What a fun game. They absolutely piss-pounded that team after that uh, quick run. Um, yeah, who, who who keyed the comeback in the first quarter, Brandon? Do you want to talk about his name? Say his name. Um, God, it depends on what's, what part you're talking about. Okay, he wears a T-shirt under his jersey, Brandon. Oh, Nas Reed. Yeah, I mean, Thank he was the you. he was the guy the whole game. Yeah, you're right. He did hit a couple but really some respect quick on his name, Brandon. Don't deny him his due. I would never. I've, you, I've loved Nas Reed since day one. I'll tell you why. I'll tell you why Dallas lost. I know for a fact. I, I read Chris Hines 
Star Tribune gamer, and he said people that were sitting behind press row didn't know Nasreed. They didn't know Nasreed's name. Oh they, were my God. they were Googling him oh. because they were like, who is this guy that's raining threes down on us? And I just want to say to Dallas and to the rest of the league, you better know Nas Reed's name because if you don't know Nas Reed, you're about to get <laughs> Nas Reed oh. Ed. You've been you've been readed. You've been readed. You've been Nas. Oh. Um, career God, game. I think he had a career high or something close to it. Twenty seven points or something like yeah. that. Um, phenomenal. Unbelievable. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Jaden was getting cooked by Luca. The only reason I paused because I think they brought in Alexander Walker to help on that. And he actually hit a couple threes as well, which is just feels like a bonus when these guys um, come in um, and uh, and do some work. Uh, and Edwards was about that was probably the worst offensively I've ever seen him at least shoot the ball. It was three for 19. And of his 16 misses. I feel like 11 of them were just him going one on five and like, ah, fuck it. Let's see if this one works and just over and over and over. But, but you saw what his plus minus was though, right? Plus 20. Yeah. It's insane. insane. He went three for 19 at plus 20. The thing that I think about all the time, and I, I don't know why this guy just continues to live in my head. And I think he will for the rest of my life. I still come back to Andrew Wiggins in times like this because of how much I hated him. And if he wasn't scoring, he was the worst, most useless player on the court. If he was not scoring efficiently, right? If he was not like eight for 12 shooting, he sucked because he, he would have two rebounds and one assist a game. So last night, a big reason that Edwards was, well, a big reason, uh, part of it was because he was, he, he decided to be on the floor when Nas Reed was on the floor, which is a very smart strategy mm-hmm. uh, in a game like that. But he also had like, I think, 10 assists or 11 assists um, because he still knows how to make things happen, even if he's not shooting. So it was, again, for the millionth reason, when one of these two guys that I think our number one picks, one of them can't shoot and is awful. And one of them can shoot and still finds a way to be effective. So I, I really love that part of it and he never gets down. And so even on a night like that, when he couldn't uh, hit water, if he fell out of a boat, uh, he was still like effective and, and fun to watch. And he locked some guys down defensively too. So uh, God, he was good. Towns was really good. Gobert didn't do a whole lot offensively, but it's very, it's very funny. If you are a casual fan, um, to watch a Wolves game and watch specifically when guys drive to a, shoot a layup and they say, see Rudy Gobert just coming toward him. Just look at what happens to them. They <laughs> short circuit and somehow whip like cross court passes that get picked off half the time. They are so terrified of getting blocked. Uh, it's, it must be so, I don't really understand why that's such a, I mean, it sucks to get blocked. I played basketball this morning, got blocked like three times. I'm still, it still stings. But man, they really do like something happens in their brain where they just cannot allow it to happen. Um, so if you that's a fun extra little thing to watch with this team, in addition to all the other fun things to watch. So, uh, yeah, 18 and five. Uh, not like <laughs> I'm thinking about stuff like this, but if you were to pull out your calculator and do the math, if they went 500 the rest of the way, they'd be a 48 win team. Which for them is amazing, which would be yeah. unbelievable. 48 wins would be Absolutely incredible. And they do have a very hard schedule coming up. They've had it very easy to begin with. Um, even their hard games have been missing guys. So like totally, yes, they're not going to be whatever per, um, percentage 18 and five is. It's not going to be anywhere near there at the end of the season. All good. Totally get it. But um, incredible first quarter of uh, of the season. They have so I have so much hope, John. I do, I do think it's very funny. They have three seven foot guys. And two of them will rain threes down upon you the entire night. And the other one, I feel fairly confident in saying that if Rudy stood at one elbow of the free throw lane and you, Brandon, stood at the other one and you guys had a shooting contest, I would be more than happy to put my money on you instead of Rudy. (laughs) It's just hilarious to me that these three guys are so physically similar and yet totally dissimilar in the way that they play basketball. That's so true. Yeah. Yep. They uh, they're quirky. They have, I, love, I think, I love uh, yeah, I think, yeah, I don't know the exact number. I guess if it was, if anybody wants to go look it up, they can, but I do know, I believe it's 14 games in a row coming up against teams that are over 500, something like that. 
Um, and so they've got a, it's going to be a little bit of a haul, but that's, it's fine. Like you said, go 500. Yeah. It'll be fine. Yep. Get through that slog and then just keep pissing the go bad 500. teams. Be fine. Man, they are. They, and it's a, it's, it's so a perfect season for it, to, for them to be really good. Cause it is, it is a wide open, uh, season for the most part. I mean, obviously yeah. Denver is, is incredible and Boston is incredible, but beyond that, yep. Um, every other team, and we, I hope you know yeah. that the Wolves beat both of those teams. We got both their numbers. Mm-hmm. Every other team in the league is the same beyond those. Mm-hmm. Like it's just, and San Antonio is terrible, and Detroit is terrible. Yep. So there's two good teams, two awful teams, and then there's a whole bunch of six and seven teams. It's like the NFL. Yeah, seven and six, six and seven. Yeah, there is and then really some well, other rules. Eighteen and five. Detroit, Washington, and San Antonio. Oh yeah, Washington. Yeah, collectively are winning about 10% of their games, and it's not going to get easier anytime soon. I mean, they're all within like the range of like going something like 12 and 70, all three of them. And for I did those not fans, expect this from the Spurs, I thought I thought Wembenyama would be a little well, isn't bit like Wembenyama 2.0 coming out next year. So it's like an upgrade. They can get both of them, maybe. Yeah, no, next year there's the the draft is actually not supposed to be very good at all. So that's the worst part of and we've been there as well. The Wolves don't have any picks. That's great. Yeah, finally. Usually it was like, oh my god, we're bad in a in a year and we get Derek Williams. (laughs) Cool. Uh so it's gonna be one of those seasons, which is great. Um I think we actually do have our pick this year, and then we give it up again next year. Can we trade it to Utah for something else? So I think the rule is you can't trade picks yeah. in this in back to back years. So right. I think we went twenty three, twenty five, and twenty seven. And, and so twenty nine. Don't forget about twenty nine. And then a yeah, a protected twenty nine. Yeah, so four top five, which again, like not that big of a deal. So so far we've given them Keonti George and Walker Kessler and all the guys that they cut and the all the other guys. Yeah. That are now like sort of around. And um, you do. We also have to. I was thinking about this today. I, I think I was listening to Mike Rand's podcast. He and Chris Hine were talking about how good Mike Conley has been, which, mm-hmm. you know, is absolutely right. And just remembering that the Wolves, a Timberwolves front office, doesn't matter who is in charge of it, but I, the Timberwolves front office turned D'Angelo Russell, a mm-hmm. guy who was clearly a terrible fit, into uh-huh. not only a guy who is a perfect fit, uh-huh. but also Nikhil Alexander Walker uh-huh. and like 13 second round picks. It's unbelievable. You you probably could get D'Lo back for just Nikhil Alexander Walker right now if you felt right. like it. I'm sure the Lakers right. would be like, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. We'll do that. Yeah, like that guy's Le- actually. LeBron kills him with his bare hands in the center <laughs> court. <laughs> yeah. The value will go down there. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. <clears throat> okay, good. John, that's a great list. Phenomenal list. I'm so happy to have done it. Thank you for asking me a question that I could pass off old work as current work. Yeah. Well, I I, obviously I asked it because I assumed the Timberwolves would be number one, which is kind of just the way I wanted (laughs) to. That's all you wanted to do. Wanted to happen that way. Yep. Yep. Exactly. Um, Seeing a list, do we have a top six from Stu this week? You know we do. Oh man! Oh hell yeah! Let's do this. Um, I looked it up and I, I, I did, uh, did a little research. I've just uh, came across uh, the uh, Jerry Burns, Bob Schnelker clip again okay. recently. And I figured um, I would look up uh, the game, um, November 5th, 1989, uh, Vikings 23, Rams 21 in overtime. And I figured I would look up the six, top six Minnesota Vikings players from that game whose names make you smile. <laughs> okay. Can I, um, are you going to give a recap of how those 23 points were scored? Field goal, field goal, field goal, field goal, field goal, field goal, field goal. Safety on a block kick by Mike Merriweather. In overtime. In overtime. She blocked a punt and it rolled out the back of the end zone. And that was how the game ended. I'll never, ever. I mean, I I love watching the Vikings. Very fun. If you ask me, like, how many games have they played this year? I'll be 13, right? I can't even name the opponent's. I can name a few of the opponents this year, but I still remember the seven field goal <laughs> safety at the in overtime Mike Merriweather game. It's just it's unforgettable. Okay, yes. Stu, I'm so ready for this. Yeah, no, that's good. Um, and like um, we had an honorable mention. Obviously, Mike Merriweather is on the mm-hmm. honorable mention list. Absolutely. And I just wanted to also shout out the three Rams receivers from that day. 
um, Henry Ellard, Flipper yes. Anderson, Flipper. and Buford McGee. Buford <laughs> McGee, who, who really got into a, a real bucket of soup with those those Duke boys. Um, um, so those are the uh, those are on the outside looking in here. So number six. The kicker of all seven field goals, barefoot Rich Carlos. Rich Carlos. Rich Carlos. Oh, That's God. right. One of the you last ever, ones. Brandon, you might be the correct age. Were you when you were a kid? Did you take off your shoe and try to kick field goals barefooted because of Rich Carlos? I think every one of us did it the one time. Yep. Exactly. Went, once. Huh? Don't do it. We all did it exactly <laughs> one time and went. Why would you do this? This is the dumbest possible thing to do. In snow, I mean, it just was, yeah, it's just a, dumb. yeah. So dumb. Oh, goodness. I'm um, number five, Al Noga. Al Noga. Oh, yeah. Oh, what, yeah. what a player Al Noga was. Number oh, 99. The most, number the 99. most underrated yep. of the famous, the famous purple people eaters defensive front. No, no, no. I'm not talking about. Alan Page and Carl Eller. I'm talking about mm. Chris Dolman, Keith Millard, Keith Millard Henry, Henry Thomas. Thomas, and Al Noga. Yeah, Noga. Yeah. Oh, what a what a line! Oh goodness! And again, these are just that was just six and five. That was six and five. We have four more to go here, gentlemen. Speaking of number four, Rick Fenny. Rick Fenny. <laughs> oh, the smiles! The smiles when I said Rick Fenny. Oh, listeners, you wouldn't believe the smiles. I'm glowing. Oh, can, I, can I tell you guys a quick story? I think I've told this story on the podcast, but I want to tell it again. If you want to know where I came from as a person and also understand, this is maybe for our any younger listeners we might have, understand what things were like before the internet, before you could just pop off an email to to the to the Vikings beat writer or whatever to try to find out this information. My dad once, I remember this very distinctly, my dad called in, to like a Vikings post game show or something like that back when Bob Lertzema was hosting it because <laughs> he wanted to find out what had happened to Rick Fenny. <laughs> there was no other way to come by this information, but, co- but to call the post game show and see if he could get on there and be like, Hey, what happened to Rick Fenny anyway? He was the original. Let's remember some guys. Your dad. Let's, he was, he was remembering some guys. He was remembering Rick Fenny. Rick Fenny who ended up in jail. Where, in public forum. Securities fraud. Yeah. That um, sounds right. Yeah, and who? I always get him mixed up. Do we? Do we also? Was it Jeff Reardon? Was he also in some? That was a Twins guy, he but was, didn't he? He was in some legal trouble. He robbed a well. jewelry. Robbed store, a robbed something. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah. For some reason, I conflated or the, the crimes of we'll those. Just say two. allegedly. Allegedly, allegedly. everything here is allegedly. allegedly. <laughs> everything we say on this podcast has an implied allegedly. Go to Wikipedia <laughs> and allegedly. confirm for yourself. Number three. Najee Mustafa. Whoa. Holding, or, holding, holding down cornerback for the Minnesota previous, Vikings. Previously known as what? Uh, Reggie Rutland, right? That's correct. That's correct. Jeez. Yeah. What a pull. Yeah. I had no idea. Yeah. Ran back a ran back a interception in the uh, great um, Anthony Carter uh, 49ers playoff game. If I remember Love right. It. Yeah. Um, number two, Kirk Loudermilk. Oh yeah. oh yeah! Oh yeah! We all. Yeah. I mean, there's you could so good. spend the rest of your life trying to think of the ideal offensive lineman name, and never get anything better than Kirk Loudermilk. Kirk Loudermilk. Yeah. That's just yeah. He's 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 on he's on your line. You just start there. <laughs> of course, he went to Ohio State. Why wouldn't he have? Um, kind of had to. Yeah. Number one, your punter, Bucky. Scribner, Bucky, Bucky Scribner. Scribner. You don't get a lot of Bucky <laughs> Scribners anymore in this world, and, and I, I, I blame Biden and, for that. I mean, and if I remember right, you reason. can correct me if I'm wrong, Stu. But if I remember right, the one trait, other than Bucky Scribner's longevity as the Vikings punter, the one thing that we all knew about him was that he was not very good at punting. No, he was very bad at it. He and like yet, a, he was a Vikings punter. Not a strong for my suit. whole childhood. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like between yard net, between Les Steckel and when Mitch Berger arrived in the late 1990s, Bucky Scribner had a 15 year NFL career punting for the Minnesota Vikings. <laughs> like literally, 
Like, and he punted indoors for half the games and he was still just couldn't do it. Just, just you know, sorry guys. Once, once a game, there'd be a six yard punt somehow. And everyone was just like, ah, oh, Bucky. Do we get a different putter? Nah. Is it windy? Nah. We don't know. Might be. We got him signed. He's, 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 you know, he's low maintenance. Shows up Cheap. for work on time. Yep. He's Bucky. <laughs> so, anyway, those are your top six Minnesota Vikings from the November 5th, 1989 defeat of the Los Angeles Rams, whose names make you smile. Man, they keep getting better, these top sixes. I tell you. So they good. They really do. I'm, yeah, I, I'm, I'm, putting in the, I'm putting in the work, guys. You, you really are. You can't deny that. With a with a pull like Bucky Scribner. Mm-hmm. That's why uh that's why the people pay us the big bucks for a podcast like this. That's right. Thanks for rolling Wade. in that podcast money. Mm-hmm. All right. That's it for content, I believe. I think the rest of us have to get on with our lives. Uh but uh Friday. fun Friday as always. Everybody. Go out. Let's 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 get some beers. Let's do it. All right, stopping recording now. Goodbye, everybody. Bye. Bye, everybody. <laughs>